0: Welcome back to your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast. You know what? This is like therapy for all of the unemployed, unemployed people. Welcome back to Unemployed. What's up? It's your girl, Anna. I'm here with your other girl, Ellen. Ellen. Your other girl, Ellen. Hello. Your other girl, Ellen. It has a ring to it, you know? I could make a... Song mm-hmm. about you. That's
1: my spinoff podcast. your other girl, <laughs> Ellen.
0: <laughs> no, you know what we need to do and I think it should be a 2021 goal is we need to watch more and release the the movies that we were gonna watch about uh jobs or maybe we start doing them as our intros like today's movie is blank
1: Oh yeah I that's funny because I was just looking at again at lists of like movies about unemployed. Mm-hmm. Or people have been laid off, like unemployed and layoff stories. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have you watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? I
1: did,
0: because that's I an did. unemployed that is. story. It is. I just yeah. put that together. I was like, yeah, they lose their job, and then they're like, let's fucking go away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that was a really funny one
0: very funny movie um yeah no we have to we have to head back to the list for those of you who don't know we actually teased this maybe we'll just put them on patreon if you guys want to join the patreon. Oh, how beautiful is that? I know a lot of you unemployed people are getting $1,400. Use your stimulus wisely. But if you have, you know, $10 a month that you want to throw our way to the Patreon, oh, how we would love it. We would love it. It would be so beautiful, uh, you know? And maybe we will do that. Maybe we will do the movie episodes. Like, just minis. Mini episodes where we discuss unemployment movies. You help us pick movies to do. Um, Does Ferris Bueller count? That's another one I was thinking about. Would that count?
1: I don't think so. Mm-mm. He's
0: kind of like unemployed for the day because he's not in school. Like,
1: mm, I think that's a stretch. Okay, <laughs> he's definitely just a high school student that is playing hooky. <laughs> but, but his
0: day looks a lot like how a lot of my unemployed days, you know, because
1: I identify as a yeah. high
0: school Except student. Except that
1: you don't have a principal or a boss that's yeah. stalking you and trying to track you down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, I do this job on Ellen. Do I look old? I don't look old, right?
1: No. I mean, the glasses. Your skin make, is smooth, and I did yeah.
0: a I, I did a mask today. That's why. That's why she's so smooth. Um, mm. But I was gonna say, for a job I do, some kid keeps coming in the chat, not HQ, for when I work on airtime, and they keep saying I look like a teacher of theirs, like a, as in you're old looking, and it it's sticking with me mm, today. Okay. I don't
1: know why. It's the glasses.
0: And then I take them off, and they're like, nope, still looks like it. No. <laughs> yeah. But my skin, funny you brought up my skin. Um, oh, if you want to watch that Patreon episode of this. If you want to watch this episode on Patreon, you can right now. But um, my skin is clear because I did a mask, because I have become obsessed with skincare this year.
1: Yeah, I've seen you do, like, some posts about what what you use. A lot of like drunk elephant sounds like.
0: Yes. yes. And I'm trying to influence for them. That was the brand. That's cool. Someone asked me, like, who would you want to influence? And like, you know, the list goes on. Obviously, Domino's is up there. Uh, (laughs) Domino's Pizza should sponsor this podcast. I think that's like a match made in heaven. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Taco Bell, uh, liquor brands, you know, stuff I like. I really want to influence stuff I like. And I like Drunk Elephant a lot. I like other brands too. I shouldn't say that, but I do. <laughs> but I always tag their shit and they finally said, here's an email. If you like, cause I was like, I'd love to work with you guys, you know, cause oh they're always God. like, thank you. And I was like, well, I'd love to work with you. They're like, here's an email. But you know what? I, I've That's had this really before. That's really cool. With, other products. And like, it's amazing. Auntie Anne's pretzels. I'm a micro influencer for them. They send me products. Yeah, they
1: send you free pretzels. I'm actually jealous of that. I love their pretzels. I
0: love them so much. They're so like buttery and good and like yeah, terrible for you. And I just get like, so
1: nostalgic when I see them. Like it right? reminds me of being in the mall with my mom when I was uh, when I you know was a what reminds
0: kid. Me of Penn Station, New York City, uh, place I haven't been in a year. Gotcha. I think that's why I'm smiling today. I haven't been to Penn Station in a fucking year, and that makes me happy. Aren't you excited for our guest today? This Hell is a yeah. treat. Hell yeah, this is a treat uh, because you worked with her. I didn't work with her, but I did, you know what I mean? Like oh, we've yeah. worked for the same people. We've never worked at the same time. She is so funny. She's a host. You might know her from Sue, the crazy cool app. She hosts the social universe on there. Also, she is a host of HQ Trivia, and you might love and know her podcast, Living the Damn Dream. We've got the one and only Sarah Previs on the pod. What's up? Woo-hoo.
2: Okay, give myself a little clap? huge audience, I, huge clap. How, yeah. How do I not? That you was can, amazing. Oh, it was Thank you, know, you so much. I was like,
0: "Should I redo this? I'm I'm, I'm like stuck. I you know, I wanted to give you the proper platform as if you're on a stage right now." So,
2: well, no I problem. felt it. I feel like we're live. <laughs> I feel like we're not in the middle of a pandemic. And so well done. Oh, I know. I know. I was talking
0: before. I'm like, oh, we're going to have such a good conversation. She's from Philly. We both grew up near each other. We've both bartended on our lives. I'm sure we're going to have a shit ton to chat about.
2: I can't wait. I was like already trying to think of all the jobs that I've had. And I real- I don't think I have that many. Ex- I don't I mean, I've had a lot of jobs, but I'm realizing I was a pretty good employee. <laughs> okay, they'll come to you. We don't just interview bad employees. We love talking
0: to good employees. You know what I mean? Okay, good. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, how are you? First of all, let's catch up. How has your your quarantine... I've seen you a couple times over quarantine, like this, virtually. How have you been doing? You've been working well, a lot.
2: I... I have been, and I, I think it's really funny to point out the fact that, Anna, like, we didn't really know each other during <laughs> HQ. <laughs> like, Not at all. Like, we've only started to get to know each other after HQ, like, in the middle of a pandemic, which is really wild I'm to me. I'm very grateful for it, too. We, like, went live, me like, too. the first week of the pandemic. Remember on Instagram, and we were, like let's just go live in our pajamas and chat. <laughs> that was like yeah, that's one of the what, first That's weeks. what everyone did the first week of Instagram during <laughs> the pandemic, you know? Yeah. Like that's that's what we did. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I I've been very blessed my cat is throwing up in the corner sorry <gasps> yes he's she's blessing fine. you <laughs> she's fine I just see her coughing up a hairball right now so I was oh, like what no. is that noise <laughs> oh, so yeah. literally if you guys can you hear it
0: I'm very blessed and she's like no you're not stay humble bitch Stay <laughs> <Let> me <humble." laughs> uh, fix that for
2: you <laughs> yeah so that's happening if you guys can hear it that's what that is I can't um, but I can
1: imagine the sound
2: Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I like everyone else or I shouldn't say everyone else, but like a large part of the world and people in our industry was laid off. Yeah, I was laid off from every single job at the start of the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. for me, that also looked like my bar jobs because I was working two bar jobs still at the time. So I was I was going to list them. I'm not listing my jobs just in case I go back there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no, like, it's okay. I do not want people to find me. I know that it almost came out of my mouth. Um, so I was working two different bar jobs, and both of them laid me off. Obviously, they yeah. shut down. And then... What else? I mean, HQ had already shut down at that point. I Mm -hmm. remember I had booked a couple of shoots. Those were canceled. Um, And yeah, I mean, our industry was really at a standstill. And I couldn't get another job in hospitality. So um, I would say the first like six months, I was unemployed. I mean, it was good for me. I don't know how deep we want to go here. I'll just (laughs) give it a quick hit (laughs) on the fact that like I needed to spend that time um, getting my head on my shoulders, like, I just needed... I'm very grateful that I had that time because I I really needed it for my mental health.
0: Yeah, I think so many of us, you know, it's funny because I think back to like those first six months or whatever, and I'm like, oh, my God, we all needed like a reset. I know it wasn't it wasn't like that for so many people and so many people whose family members were sick with COVID and everything like, you know, we are we are on the, the blessed side of this. But like in terms of our lives stopping, I completely feel that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I needed to just like stop for a second <laughs>
2: like, because a we we are taught and in our like as freelancers, I think you hustle your ass off like mm-hmm. I have hustled from when I was like 16 years old. My mom was like, you have one job, get another like mm-hmm. and so I have just been, you know, living with that mentality since yeah. I was a teenager. And so I couldn't remember the last time that I had literally had an opportunity to do nothing. And I'll say an opportunity because like you said, we are blessed in the sense that like I had savings. Like I mm-hmm. felt like I was safe in that way. Like I was still scared right. of, you know, going outside, but sure. like I felt mm-hmm. like I was secure in that way. So it really, for me, um, was a mental health reset and I 100% needed it. And I would never have taken it on my own were I not forced into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm super grateful for that. And then when I was ready, like had new opportunity landed in my lap. Although I will say, this is a funny story. Quick side story, but we're talking jobs today. Yes. So it is a job. I was approached with a fake job during the pandemic. Has this ever happened to you where people email you and they're like, I have a job opportunity for you. Oh so, yeah, I had a producer yeah. be like,
0: I wanna buy the unemployed show and I have a budget. And I was like, wow, this is a huge email. Yeah, no, that was that didn't happen, that wasn't real.
2: So I was working with someone who said that they had designed an app. Spoiler alert, there was no app. Always <laughs> ask to see the app before you like start working for an app. But I was like shooting all this video content for them and like writing scripts and helping them with business proposals. I don't even know why we had agreed at a rate. I had never gotten paid. And so finally I called them out on their bluff and they got super defensive. Like it was very obvious when I finally did call them out that it was fake. Cause like nobody (gasps) who actually had an app would have reacted that way. And then I realized like, oh wait, like I've actually been, Wow, like I just wasted 50 plus hours of my time. They didn't pay you anything. You didn't get any money from them. No. I could have taken them, and I had contracts in place. Like I could have taken them to small claims court if I wanted to, but like what's the point? I just was like, it's small claims. I just, I didn't have the energy. And like, so yeah, I had gotten totally duped. And right around that time, so shitty. And right around that time, I'd gotten another email from this like other app (laughs) called Sue, and they were like, "Hey, we're looking for hosts." And I was like, "Okay, what do you mean by hosts? Like everyone loves." Yeah, now you know the questions (laughs) to ask.
0: Now you're like, "Okay, let's start at the top of the list."
2: (laughs) What is a host for you? (laughs) Exactly. But so he was like, "You know, we're looking for hosts. We have these shows." I'm like. Okay, but I was unemployed. So he was like, send your resume, send your reel. So I was like, it doesn't hurt to send over my materials. So I sent them. Um, and then I, I didn't really follow up, didn't hear anything. And like a month later, he followed back up with me and he was like, No, we're actually hiring someone. I had passed on your materials to the hiring manager. Um, but I would I would say follow up, here's her email. And I was again, I was sort of like, okay, but I emailed her anyway. And lo and behold, I got this job hosting this show on this app. And thank God, because that's what I've been doing for the last uh, six months. Thank you for having me on.
0: I did an episode with you. It's so fun. You get to like, you wear fun costumes. You have fun
2: segments. You have great guests on. It's like, it's like your thing. It's really cool it's whatever I want it to be, which is such a treat. Like I'm not trying to be anything different. Whatever I'm feeling on that day, I get to be. And like, it's, it's very creatively freeing for me to be able to do that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really exciting.
0: I did it during. Wasn't it the week of Halloween? Because you were like, "I'm gonna be in a costume. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a week of costumes." If you want to be in a costume, you can. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and then I, I looked at your old episode, like the episodes from that week. I was like, "Oh, she's like legit dressed up." Like, and I wore like a witch. <laughs> <hat>. <laughs> I half committed, <laughs> but it is so you so did fun. wear a witch hat. I did. I did. I gave. I gave a little Halloween. Um, <laughs> That's so great. I am very happy for you that you got this gig. It keeps you bu- busy. keeps you on your toes. Like, you're still performing every day. It's amazing. It's a dream for and right now. And it's safe.
2: Yeah, it's safe. Like, I'm, I'm safe. shooting from home. So, yeah. you know, what's to complain about? And then I guess, like, the other things, you know, I've been doing little commercial shoots and other types of gigs like that here and there. I've been on a couple of sets, nothing mm-hmm. to write home about. But again, like, you know, stuff is happening. So I think that's worth mentioning to people that are like, is stuff still shut down? Like, it's definitely not as busy as it was and certain parts of entertainment are definitely slow to come back. Yeah. Um, live shows, obviously we know about Broadway, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but there is stuff happening on sets and you know, it's yeah. been a gift to actually be able to be on set a couple of times too.
0: Absolutely. I've been on a couple sets and you know what? Uh, they're very, I feel like I Ow, felt very safe. We were on the same set, like but not, not the same day. Always. This is the story <laughs> of our life. Sarah Priebus and I will do the same jobs and not see each other
1: at all. <laughs> it's happening I forgot again. about that.
0: Oh, yeah. And then we were texting about like, wait, when are we getting, getting money. paid? <laughs> the story of a freelancer's life. Like. That's why I'm doing my taxes right now. Maybe I shouldn't publicly say this, but I was also like I I have to write in my email like, yes, I claim unemployment on the weeks I don't get any money in because sometimes it's two months at a time where I don't get a check. And I'm like, I got to pay my rent, you know, so I claim unemployment when I need to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think we're allowed to.
2: But I had to explain it. I was like, I don't want them to think I'm like double dipping. You know what I mean? You're doing it in the way that it's meant to be used. I was doing that when I started to like, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a thing and Mm -hmm. how often we were going to do it. And then once I got a contract, I was like, okay, I'm going on off, uh, off unemployment. Yeah. I gotcha. That's
0: great. All right. So I want to take it back. I want to take it back to before you were the Sarah Preebus we know and love today. I want to know back in Philadelphia, what was like the first job you had as a teenager, if you worked as a teenager?
2: I had two. So the first one, do you know the Bluebell Inn? That sounds so familiar. You, yeah, I know Bluebell. Okay. It's a hotel. So it's not a hotel, but it's oh. a historic restaurant. Like George Washington actually, actually like, actually stayed there oh. with his troops. I don't know the whole history, but it's pretty cool and it's been around for a really Could long her name time. Drop so my mom. Ma- president. Have <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you heard, heard of George of like Washington? <laughs>
0: he, always requ-
2: he always requested my section. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I went, I. I, I I drove there. I think it was like I just gotten my license mm-hmm. um, and I walked in. I had zero experience and I went up to the maitre d' stand and I was like, I'm looking for a job. And I started working as a hostess there. I did like coat check. Finally, I got bumped up to waitressing. Um, so that was like my first job in restaurants, my first job ever. But mm-hmm. that was not enough for my parents they're like, mm, it seems like you still have downtime. Please go get yourself a, a job, a second job. While so you're in school. I, yeah, 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 And did you have like this was Act- during the a after- summer. Oh, okay this a was during a summer. Um, so a got a second job at, oh God, Chico's. Do you know Chico's, the old lady's clothing store? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like in the mall? Well, this one was not was more like in one of those shopping centers, so it wasn't quite a mall. It was like its own store. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, these clothes are meant for like middle to older aged women. And so I was working with like people my mom and grandmom's age, and I was 16 years (laughs) old, and I was stocking clothes in the back um, and stealing them. No. You were st- <laughs> what what were you stealing them for if they were these old you were women wearing clothes? Them. <laughs> you would think. You would think that I would not want to steal clothes, but um, I was. I was stealing things <laughs> like cool scarves, like silk scarves and they had like knit poncho type things honestly things that i would never wear today but i there was something about like getting my anger out at somebody who was yelling at me to stalk a certain way by like throwing an item here and there in my bag oh that's so funny though that's so funny that you
0: were like it's ugly clothing but like i found a scarf i found a scarf i could take
2: that <laughs> i that i made looks- it work <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say you stole clothes and like, you know, sold it on eBay to like, you know, old women.
2: Yeah, I thought you were going (laughs) to say that That would have been smart. That's a business that I should have started for sure. And they're like,
0: they're like, well, we hired her because we want to have like a younger demographic, you know, to come into Chico's. She's cute and young and. Little did they know you're you're actually expanding it to the taking old women. Their,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, taking their, yeah, taking their shit. I did give I did give a couple things to my mom when I realized I wasn't actually going to wear them. Ah, well, that's nice. That's sweet. Yeah, of you. sorry, mom, if you're watching <laughs> or listening.
0: <laughs> sorry, mom. Remember when I stole from that store I worked at and gave you a birthday present? <laughs> yeah,
2: um, pretty so much. How long did you work there? Did it end with the stealing or no? No, it did not. Um, so that—that's the first time I think I've ever said that. So, yeah, maybe an amends needs to be made at some point in the future. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I forget how that job ended. I le- I quit. I think not on bad terms, just because maybe right. school was starting or something like that. But I stayed at the job at Bluebell Inn for uh, all through college. I would go back during oh, the really? summers. And work. nice my summers there uh uh serving tables yeah serving that's nice you have but, that kind of a relationship i love those
0: jobs where they're like hey when you're back in town like let us know and we'll give you a job like that's cool that's very sweet of them
2: yeah um uh, but i guess from there are we going are we going into employment they, history is that where? yeah really? i, I want to know wait i want to i have a question is bluebell Inn still around are they still there they are. It's it's amazing. So if anyone's in the area, you should totally go. I've been since. Um, they changed ownership, but uh, it's it's a really great place um, to dine at. The food is fantastic. They have outdoor dining. It's great. I went there for Aww. my birthday this past year. That's so nice. So is yeah. your
0: family still... What what town did you grow up in outside of Philly? Like Bluebell, Blue Ambler. Bell. Okay. Yeah. Ambler. That's the other town there. Yeah. Yeah. We're like... Forty five minutes away from each other, I wanna say, like where I grew I up. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I was in the so, you
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think that's about right. Forty five minutes. That's so funny. I wait, what can I ask you what year you graduated high school? Is that crazy? No. After the pod. <laughs> 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 I'll Not text there. it to you. <laughs>
0: I like people guessing my age.
2: Uh, okay, it, fair,
0: fair, it fair, keeps, fair. It keeps the internet on their toes. You know what I mean? Can't okay. give it all up. Um, so yeah, okay. So Bluebell Inn was like your home away from home. Like they gave you a job when you came home in the summers. So what was after that when you went to school? Did you work in college? So I,
2: I did. Um, I went to NYU and that shit was not paying for itself. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I did a couple things. I stayed um, in the service industry. So I've, again, until the pandemic, like always jumped from restaurant to restaurant, although I'm pretty long-term employee. Me so too. I stayed a lot of my places for long periods of time. But aside from that, um, I also nannied. So for, there was a period of time where like, somehow the word got out that I specialized in babysitting twins. Um, <laughs> I don't really, well, I think I just happened to be babysitting for one set of twins, and <gasps> that's such then, a funny reputation. <laughs> you know, so I, I think the way that this started was that I got a job nannying for these twin kid, these twin girls, and basically was at the playground one day with them. And somebody else that had twins saw that I had twins, <laughs> asked me to babysit. They're twins, and like that just kept happening. Wow. So then I kept getting mm-hmm. twin clients. Um, so I was just babysitting twins. For this is a very like, funny most of my N Y like she yeah.
0: only babysits twins. Unfortunately, she are you not a twin? I'm sorry, you're not on the list. Like <laughs>
1: what? Yeah, it's kind of impressive because it's like two kids that are the same age. That's a lot. That's like double the work, I'd imagine.
2: It wasn't like I wanted to be doing that. Although I oh I should say <laughs> it just happened. I guess I should say that was my first job before I ever got into service. Like, I was a babysitter for, like, my neighborhood kids. So, but I think a lot of us did that. So, like, nannying was just, like, the step up because you had a bit more responsibility in the city. Mm -hmm. You were, like, kind of a grown-up now. These were people with money. Like, if you're a nanny, those parents have money. Like, Mm -hmm. at least in my experience. Like, I'm talking, Mm -hmm. like, I was the nanny to, like, people who had penthouse apartments. Like on union square yeah like that's you know those are the people i was nannying for i was gonna say did you go away ever i had friends who were nannies
0: who like they'd be like oh i'm going to the hamptons for the week because they need me to go with like their family i'm like wow that sounds nice (laughs) that's cool
2: (laughs) i got invited to go to cancun with the family um their dad was an architect um And he was like, he had a building project there or something. I don't even know. It didn't work out. And I forget why. Like, I think, I think I might have had some sort of acting thing that conflicted with it. But yeah, I didn't get to go and I was devastated. I was like, all my hard work as the (laughs) the nanny of twins and like, I don't even get to reap the benefits. (gasps) Um, But yeah, then I pretty much just stayed. Oh, how could I forget I do have other jobs aside from this stuff. I got my real estate license because I was like, "What the service?" Sa- yeah, I got in my the real estate license. I got my real so I stopped being a nanny. I started dating a restaurant owner um, of the place that I was working at. Um, really great way to go about things, guys. Okay, Highly yeah. recommend um, mm-hmm. because I moved in with him, like, a couple months in. Then I lived above the restaurant, got to roll out of bed to go down to oh work every day, got the best shifts, and ordered delivery for every meal, or just, like, went down and drank at the bar for free and ate dinner. Like, I mean, it was wow. the best. How it old was were the you best when you had this life? Amazing. And I was... It started when I was underage, because he was a club promoter too, <sighs> and I remember using my fake ID and once... The security guard like knew it was fake <gasps> and wouldn't let me in. And my boyfriend said, well, go home. I'll meet you there later. And I was like, what? You're not coming with me? And he was like, I got other models I got to take. Inside. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. This was during college. <laughs> yeah, this was I was probably like 19, 20 years old. Oh, my God. Um, you badass. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I worked at that restaurant for a very long time until that relationship ended. And then I left. But sure. Somewhere in the middle of that. I was like, kind of over restaurant work. Um, I just wanted to work like the best money shifts, mm-hmm. and so I decided to get my real estate license. Plus, that boyfriend, his family owned a bunch of property in the city, so I was like, "This is a great idea." Anyway, that didn't work out, but I did end. I did a bunch of rent. I, I did a bunch of rentals, and I did end up selling one apartment before I left my career in real estate. Good for you. Which was some nice pocket change. Um, it yeah, just happened to be imagine. a friend. Like that was looking for an apartment. His dad owns McDonald's in Canada. So they had money to buy an apartment for their son who I went to school with. And they used me. There you go. Um, That's
0: amazing. That's nice. Yeah. I should do that. I watch I watch selling sunset and I'm always like, I would I could sell homes. I'm good at selling product. I could sell a home. It's it sucks. I don't know. Maybe I would like it
1: more now, but <laughs> Okay, maybe <it's>,
2: not, but <laughs> it's it's like you I mean, it didn't help that at the time I was like hung over every single morning. So like I would go into mm-hmm. the office and I would feel like garbage. I wouldn't want to do anything. Half the time I wasn't even going in because I didn't really have to. Like it was it's the kind of you industry like home. you yeah. make you make up, you you make of it what you want. Mm -hmm. So like if you're putting in the work, you're going to reap the benefits. It's like acting. It's like a lot of different stuff. Like if you're going to work hard, if you're going to submit yourself for jobs, if you're going to put up the listings and take the pictures, then you'll probably do okay. But like I was so not really I was like half in it. So I didn't it was really hard. There were senior agents who are getting more stuff like a lot of times they were making me do a lot of, you know, the running around to do to the stuff that they didn't want to do, and then they would take the larger commission on the property, and it was like to teach me stuff. So I don't know, <laughs> it, it wasn't great, and eventually I left. Yeah, but it, it was a
0: quick dream. You know what I mean? You had it, you had it going for a little while. I, saw, I can't believe I you did this in college. Place. I can't believe you did this while you're in college. This you've already had like that, a career while you're in school
2: too. I think that might have been right when I grad. Like I think I graduated okay. college. And then I went to real estate school like pretty Mm. soon after. So, yeah.
0: But you've already we talked on this podcast with a bunch of people in the in our industry. And like a lot of people say you either go into restaurants or you go into nannying, but you don't really you don't really do both. You've done both already. And we're not even
2: (laughs) (laughs) and you're so young in your career. (laughs) I also became an event planner. Um, (laughs) I know. For who? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that boyfriend, he was, like, expanding his <laughs> restaurants. And so, the, here's the other thing, though. Like, this was a bad relationship. And we were together for a while, but he was very controlling. Okay. And so... I was lying about my auditions because he didn't want me to be an actor. So that's part of the reason I was doing these other careers. I was like, That's I know, what you do so, to your employers.
0: Yeah. You you just work for, not your boyfriend, though. That's hard. That's where it gets hard.
2: <laughs> so I like started doing other jobs. And then he was like, instead of acting, why don't you be an event planner, like for me and my new event space? So I was like, sure. So then and I was doing that and secretly running to auditions at the same time it it was a nightmare but yes that's i hard. i was yeah. like a freelance event planner like working for him exclusively although no i did there's a place on the lower east side called sutra lounge i don't know if you guys know it but i also did event planning for them it was a hookah lounge um which also apparently was my specialty cuz that's what my boyfriend's place when he expanded <laughs> was as well so i <laughs> just i
0: do, twins. I do hookah <laughs> <laughs> Your resume is so specific. It's like, no, she doesn't just babysit. She babysits twins. She plans events with hookahs.
2: I love it. Would it be
1: like people renting the hookah place, or what was the? yeah, for
2: like planning? birthday parties? um, or like, I guess essentially, it was a fancy reservations taker, like, People would call to book tables. So if it wasn't just like a walk-in, they'd they'd book it to like section off an area. They'd want X amount of hookahs. We would offer packages, that sort of thing.
0: So funny. Nice. I love it. I had a hookah in college. I like got into it. I don't, I don't. You
1: owned a hookah? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, that's pretty impressive. One of my
0: friends, he was like graduating and he was like, I don't need this anymore. I'm graduating. And he gave it to me. And I was like, oh, you inherited I was like a, a sophomore. And I'm like, I'm so cool. I got have people come over and smoke hookah.
2: <laughs> I used to love hookah. But now the idea of it, especially in the middle of a pandemic, I just want to like. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, God. Right? there are There's a
0: percentage of people who caught COVID through a hookah. You know that's that's a number. 100%.
2: 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. So you broke up with the
0: boyfriend. Good for you. It sounds like he was trying to steer you in directions you didn't want to go in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you left that restaurant. And where did you go next? Did you ever work then? I, I was going to say, I worked in steakhouses for like five, six years in Manhattan. I didn't know where so you were. So from
2: there... I went to the Standard um oh. in meat packing no and way. I worked there I worked there for like 6 years actually after so the, my boyfriend's place was called HK it is now closed but it was on 39th and 9th um, I used a to a go long there time. for the, they had an amazing bottomless brunch on Sundays I was, Yes, that was the money shift. <laughs> it was cash
0: only. Oh my god! Yeah, I was- talked about this the other day when I saw the In the Heights trailer. I remember I went with my friend. We had a. a I used to live on Thirty Sixth and 9th, and I had yep. an amazing brunch. I was so drunk, and we went to see In the Heights like matinee, and I was like wasted. I was like, "This is the best day of my life. Best day ever."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember I saw In the Heights when it was there as well, and yeah, I worked. That was the rest. That was his restaurant, so I worked there. Oh, that's like- so funny for many many years. And then yeah, I went to the Standard. Um I worked in the grill there as a server. Um and I also worked bingo, which was a huge thing there, nice. which is where I first like got into the whole costumes thing. It was <laughs> themed every week and we had a budget for costumes and That's it was so the fun. best. Oh my god. Yeah, I it was worked fun. At- it was Spice Market in the meatpacking. We were blacked out every single time, though. Like, it was a disaster. Once one of my coworkers, like, l- literally lost her shoe in the middle of a shift. Like, was working <laughs> her shift without a shoe. Well, <laughs> completely lost it.
0: Like, wow. so bad. Do you um, remember Spice Market in the meatpacking district?
2: I do. I do. They're I now closed. there but like, for yeah, a year. I think and- you know Charlie –
0: Charlie. Charlie sounds so familiar.
2: Charlie Ramirez. Shout out to I Charlie Ramirez. I think I do
0: know Charlie. Okay, it'll come to me. The face will come to me. But wait, we used to go to the Standard after because you guys were open later. Like, not later, but like you could still get dinner, I guess, after our kitchen closed or whatever Yeah, we at did the late night.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so I'd go there a lot. We've crossed paths in so many different ways. Like, it's so strange.
2: Yeah. So I was there for like, yeah, six years. I also trained at um Pasties, right? Yeah. Pasties. Yeah, I was trained yeah. there Around for the a brief time, but it was so like you had to work your way up there. So I was like not yeah. about it. And then I opened Hakkasan in Midtown. No way. Um, they that's had good where food. I met my boyfriend. Yeah. So he was a bartender. I was a server there. Um, We often joke because I had fractured. I was working so much. I had a stress fracture in my foot and I was wearing a boot while I was waiting tables. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) Legit waiting tables with a boot on my foot. And he was bartending and he was talking and screaming so much. He got laryngitis and I mean chronic (laughs) laryngitis. Like he could not talk for two months. So I was the server who couldn't walk, and he was the bartender who couldn't talk. <gasps> Hardest and working it was,
0: service industry people. I'm so glad you found <laughs> each other.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so we met there, and then where did else you meet have while you were injured,
0: or was this before you were both you were both injured while we were like- injured. Should we hang out and Match take some leave? Match made in heaven.
2: <laughs> we, we didn't hang out and take take a leave. You know what nightlife people do. We were, like, training. <laughs> so it was, like, it was a nightmare. I mean, we were both working at other restaurants at the same time. So I was still at the Standard. Oh, my so God. So I was working regular shifts there because we were getting paid training pay to do right. orientation at the new place to open it. So I'd be there, like, daytimes making, like, minimum wage, like, memorizing you know, Asian ingredients like because you tests. were gonna leave
0: the standard to go there.
2: Yeah, okay. and then working for like real money at night, and then I'd leave my night shift and like go out with everyone and like do it all again the next oh morning. And it was just like hell, like pure hell. But you know, I met my boyfriend, so that's great.
0: <laughs> Your boyfriend, who you're still <laughs> together with, right? Through yeah, through the pandemic. That means we've you've been together forty years now. You know it.
2: Yes, yes. We've all made it um, through
0: with our lovers, Yay!
2: Right? Ellen's sitting mm-hmm. there like this. I'm yep. like, Ellen, you still have your boyfriend, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, I totally do. Uh, He's still here. <laughs>
2: uh, I love that. I didn't know you met at a at a job. That's really cute. Yeah, and then we we actually left Haka at the same time to go to – a place that I will not name because that was one of the places I was working up until the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were there then for like six more years together, bartending behind the same bar together. Um, Did you lie to customers? A package (laughs) deal. We we did lie to customers and we lied to, they didn't know when we started there that we were dating. People Mm -hmm. didn't find out for like a year. Um... And that's pretty good to hide something like that for that long. And I'm also impressed that,
0: that you both got hired around the same time. Like you just went in separately. We knew people. A, we oh, both okay. had
2: been in service for so long in New York that like I knew the GM. He knew the bar manager. Like we got our And I started as a server there. And then worked my, I didn't work, they basically asked me to become a manager and I was like, I don't want to be a manager but I'll be a bartender mm. and that's where I made the transition to bartend and then he and I were behind the bar together. Um, but it was the like best. It was the best because like the cougars would come in and I'd be like, Alex, go get them. And like, you know, the the corporate, the suits would come in yep. and he'd be like, babe, that's, that's all you. And we would fucking rock that as a team. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. I love that. And
0: I can uh, honestly relate to that so hard. My first bartending job, they were like, do not say you have a boyfriend. My boyfriend would be like at the bar waiting for me to be done at like 4 a.m. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, here's a drink, sir. I don't know who you are because this man is hitting on me over here. And I have to, unfortunately, uh, talk to him. So,
1: yeah, Ugh, New York bars. But I feel like there's a pilot in there somewhere. What, like- faking, faking <laughs> the boyfriend be? Yeah, being a bartender with your significant other. Yeah. It's
0: Sarah's next and next pilot. It's your next show. I'll be I'm going to start writing gaming, it after the but, podcast. Yeah. I like it. Um, that you guys were but, like this power couple behind the bar that's like, all right, we know how to work this. We No one knows we're yeah. dating. Work in the crowd. You work these people. I work these people. We take home our money. We're good.
2: <laughs> it was great. And then, but I've always been the type that I, we and him too, we were always juggling multiple bar jobs. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like you would do weeknights at the one place because like that place, for instance, got a great like after work crowd and mm-hmm. like the suits would come in and spend money on bottles of wine and whatever and then on the weekends we both held club jobs so oh like God. I worked at places like do you, do you remember verboden and he was at output I don't know if you remember these clubs no but they were hottest, hottest club yeah I've heard is. I remember output yeah so verboden was right before output and it was like right across the street that's a whole story for another time but essentially I opened that place and caught There was a lot of weird stuff going on with those owners, but I caught the owner of the club red-handed stealing my (gasps) tips out of my envelope.
0: I eventually like cashed out. Out of the envelope.
2: We sued we sued them and we won. So I actually (gasps) got paid money for that but like it was a really messed up place
0: to work i worked at a corporate place and i knew that the managers were very were taking because we had a tip uh tip pool or whatever so he would like give himself money out of the pool and like you couldn't really because you didn't get all the tips you made that night it was pooled and i remember like two years later like out i knew there was a lawsuit i wasn't like super involved in it but i was like i signed something because i was like yeah i worked there during these years And like two years later, I got like a check one day randomly. I like came in. They're like, "We won. Here's your check." And I was like,
2: "Ah! "Fuck that!" It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy too because I would be hosting HQ, Mm. and then I would be running to my nightclub job. Like I would literally because my shifts wouldn't start until ten or eleven sometimes. So I'd literally finish hosting a game of HQ, like hop in a cab and go over the bridge into Barton nightlife until 4, 5, 6 a.m., depending on my shift. Holy shit.
0: That's the hustle. That is the New York hustle. And then you'd get up and you'd probably mm. have to go to an audition and be like, uh, you know, fresh-faced at 10
1: a.m. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Nuts. God.
0: Crazy. So let's talk about HQ a little bit. Obviously, we have some similar joint fans, I should say, and you know they want to know, and I like to hear it too, like how did that even happen? Was it a random audition? Like, how did you get your, you know, how did you get in there? Was Ellen already there?
2: Probably.
1: Sarah, I think you started hosting, like, even before I started producing there, I'm pretty sure. It was just Nick? Yeah.
2: So. It was early. Yeah. It was Nick. I I just did a live on this because I was like, I don't think I ever told this story, but Essentially, the way I remember it, and I don't... I think this is right, but it's crazy. <laughs> I applied I, I applied for... I saw a breakdown on Casting Networks. It's one of the big three that we use as actors. Um, it was for yeah. a trivia show host. It was a very small paying job. But I was like, ah, I've never hosted trivia. That sounds like fun on an app. Applied. Sure. They called me in for an audition. I went in, and my audition... Was actually while they were doing it was an actual game in beta, so they just threw you in there. Yeah, because it was so early on. Yeah, I was gonna say, did they like email you like the game? I went in. They kind of showed me like a printout of the questions, um, and then like as far as I remember, I kind of just like went in and did it. Wow. Um, Maybe we did like I think we we might have done like a rehearsal sort of thing. But yeah, my audition was an actual beta game. That's fun um, wow. and scary, <laughs> yeah, which is great. But there were there were less than a hundred people in it. I remember at the time, so it wasn't like crazy. In the HD world, we think that's nothing because it is nothing.
0: But then think back to like a live show you've done, and you're like a hundred people in front of you
2: would be a big audience. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. True. um but yeah that was that was my experience and as far as I remember if Nick ever watches or listens to this I'm curious like if he remembers it the same way because like maybe it's totally wrong I have a terrible memory (gasps) it's very strange um many years in nightlife I think have done that to me um but yeah so that's how I remember it and then essentially they called me and they were like they would just keep booking me for games like Ellen. I mean, you would basically just be it would be like the day before and you'd be like, can you host tomorrow until we finally got more of a system? And then it'd be like a weekly check in and you'd be like, can you do these dates? But in the beginning, it was sort of like, can you come host? And I would be scheduled to work a shift in the restaurant the next day. And I'd be like, well, I gotta cover it because HQ yeah. wants me. And I would frantically like release that shift on hot schedules and like find a cover and then get my butt to HQ. And that's kind of how it worked for a while. Nice. That's great. That's how it works. I feel like also whenever you have like a callback or uh
0: you book something, it's like, Oh my God, even though it's really exciting and great, you know you have your your stable job. So you're like, Fuck, I have to cover my shift now. Like in the next six hours, I have to get this cover. I that the stress of that. I don't miss the stress of that. Right
1: now. I, I'm just remembering now actually I was like working a full-time job when I started like freelancing for HQ and I just remember now like I actually took like what, a week off from that full-time job to like fill in for Nick so he could go on vacation <laughs> like even before I was hired full-time <laughs> so I was like double dipping. i I, I was guess. Gonna say
0: you took your break a week off to work a week. Yeah. So then, if you wanted to take that's, a vacation, um, they were like, you just took a week off. And you're like, I worked my butt off, though.
1: Yeah. That's my, that's like a very New York story. I was like, I took a vacation to work more. Always. Yeah. I always took
0: days off and I'm like, paid vacation or a vacation day and I'm working another job. And you're like, that's just yeah. life. That sucks. But yeah. But you were doing it before it was, before that Thanks, or like right around when it was like super, super viral. Like you were doing in the millions of games, right?
2: Yeah, I I hosted the first million player game, which was definitely, Dope. I think for me, the ultimate highlight from that entire experience. Like I remember watching, because you know, Anna, like in that, In that prompter, you can see the number, right? Oh, yeah. So you watch it literally (laughs) tick up, (laughs) and so like I, I was doing my intro, right? And I was, I was in the thing, and and I watched the numbers get more. Like we knew it was going to happen any day, and we just didn't know when. And it happened to be a day that I was hosting, and of course, at that time, I was hosting a bit frequent. I think I was hosting probably three to four games a week. but yeah, I literally watched it tick over from like 999,000, whatever, to a million. And I was like, wow, this is insane. Like, <laughs> that's what so just cool. Happened? Yeah. yeah, it's
0: so cool. I know. I It's funny because this was like a year prior to when I even came in. And that's why people were always like, you know, Sarah. I'm like, we never met. We don't know each other. But she's a legend. She got that million-person do- million game under there her belt.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. so fun. A lot of the hosts never met each other, I feel like. I think it's like, yeah. E- yeah. Or even the hosts like never, some of the hosts like never saw people in the office other than like the producer because at 9 p.m. nobody was in the office. It was just <laughs> three people. Yeah.
2: yeah. Are there, <laughs> Everyone I, else went home. And I think yeah. that's the thing that people want to know the most. They were always asking about the other hosts, like, are you friends? Like, do you guys get along? And I'm like, to be honest, I don't, I really can't speak to anybody else for the most part. Like, yeah. they seemed lovely and passing, but you have to remember that I was normally being called in for someone because they could not be there.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: I was lucky because
0: words was a different time from trivia, so it, I'd see the trivia host that night. Like, so that's, like, I became friends with Matt because we worked together a lot of nights. And
1: right. And Scott
0: yeah. I had known beforehand. Um but I told you I auditioned for trivia back in the early days, right? And they never called me <laughs> again.
2: It must have been. I wonder when that was. They looked. They held auditions multiple times because Sharon came in after me, but mm-hmm. soon after me. And then there was a brief point where uh, Emma Tattenbaum was hosting. Um, so they were kind of doing... And I even found out, I'll never forget, because I was... There was a point where I started, like, getting nervous because that I constantly didn't know what was going on there. Like, I was like, what's happening? And, you know, it was growing bigger and bigger. And so I wanted it more and more Mm -hmm. badly. And they would just hire a new host or I wouldn't get as many games. And I'd be like, what's going on? And I remember my boyfriend actually was like, oh, uh, you know, Allie? And this was from our restaurant. I was like, you know, Allie, the server? And I was like, yeah. He was like, she just told me she auditioned for HQ. And I was like, what? I'm not Mm -hmm. even hosting HQ right now. Why are they looking for more hosts? (laughs) That's (laughs) how startups are though.
0: Like nothing is, everything is kind of just like, go with it. Like, let's just move on. There's, you know, we're kind of out of the know unless you're like working there every single day. Cause I, the same thing happened to me. I remember friends of mine from UCB started like texting me like, Hey, do you have any advice for my HQ auditions? And I was like, (laughs) I was like well, I'm on my way to work now. Uh yeah, when when's your audition? Like I, yeah, it would happen a lot, which was kind of funny to think about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember there were a lot of auditions. I wasn't like totally involved with all of them, but we had like a bunch of people They were also audition. developing and other I,
0: games and stuff.
1: Yeah, I can't remember if it totally. was like they were just trying to have like a different host do every sing- different like every game or if they're yeah, there were a bunch of different shows that they're trying to develop, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're always looking for new talent for mm-hmm. some reason.
0: Did yeah. you um do you have any other like amazing memories besides the million person game? Did you have any like Like celebrities, you got to meet. You were there in like the the beginning days, the hey days.
2: I know, but you know, Scott hosted all of those games. To be honest with you, Um, I'm trying to remember some other stuff. I think there was the the time that they went to the Super Bowl. (laughs) This still is like so funny to me. So the I don't know if you remember this, Ellen. They went to the Super Bowl. um, Yeah. And I still don't understand the point of that. H got to <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah,
1: like they took like a mobile studio. Oh, to the Super
2: Bowl. I feel Bowl. like I heard about this, but I, I like remember forgot it. about yeah. that until so, right now. They went. They went. To, they took a green screen setup to go be in another location. Even <laughs> okay. though, like, they weren't like broadcasting with like the Super Bowl or like players in the background. Anyway, I so I there were many times actually where I got put on standby. So Mm. like this was one of those occasions where I had to go into the office and I was like on the on the Apple box ready to host (laughs) with my bits like ready to go if Scott like the technology Mm. were to fail. So, like, I'd get Mm -hmm. cued really fast and like, ready, go. Uh, So, that was one of those times. And I remember, like, (laughs) I think I remember that. Yeah. There was a moment where, like, it did go down and they were like, okay, get ready. And I was like, oh, and they were like, nope, it's back up again. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, And so, like, I didn't (laughs) host that time.
0: The the thrill of live theater where, like, anything can, I think that's why I love doing it. And to correct, because you did theater growing up too. And I feel like, don't you feel that way when you host live? It's like that you get that theatery vibe like anything can happen right now I'm gonna do my best I've prepared I'm ready but like also there's that element of like mystery because we're live
2: totally um and then like another time was New Year's I remember he went to do the interview with Ryan Seacrest in Times Square um and I honestly was just so excited to not be working New Year's Eve behind a bar. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, I, yeah, I kid I've, I've you not. That. Nick was like, Nick was like, we'll pay you whether you get used or not. So, like, um, you're just gonna go into the studio in case Scott doesn't get back from Times Square in time with Perfect. traffic. Um, so I went into the studio, actually. I don't think I ended up even having to go in because they knew he was going to be back in time. Mm. So I just got to enjoy oh, that's a, a
1: pretty sweet gig. Yeah, I got
2: paid to just do New Year's Eve for my apartment and it was so and nice. That was amazing. Nice. That was the
1: infamous New Year's where like the game completely crashed, right? Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I th- yeah, I think it was. <laughs> oh,
0: that's a good deal. I like that, especially because I worked so many New Year's in a restaurant, like New Year's, Valentine's Day, all these holidays. People are like, what are you doing for the holiday? Do you ever answer people where you're like, I don't know. I mean, I worked in restaurants every year. Like, it's not a big deal to me. It's not, I don't see it as like, I need a Valentine's Day. It's like, Oh, God.
2: I just don't want to be working in a restaurant during those holidays. (laughs) That is a a holiday for me. Like, (gasps) truly. So many... And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the people on those holidays. But it's just a lot. It's like Mm -hmm. I... And I'll give you an example. Like, I worked... In most, I would do nightlife for most of my um, New Year's Eves because it would be a money shift, right? People oh, yeah. are spending so much money to go out for New Year's Eve. I would say even better than a restaurant job for at least in my experience. And so. But I would work at the clubs where people were, you know, doing drugs all night long. Like, I'll be honest. That's what they were doing. So they'd be <laughs> right, there. It would course. be like a 24-hour, 48-hour party. So we'd get <laughs> staggered in for shifts. I'd be working like 20 hours straight on New Year's. Like, s- oh busy. My God. Busy, slammed, <sighs> like, doing. I remember, I forget, but I remember my sales once were like, I don't know. I think that I hit like 30,000 in sales um, on New Year's, which is insane to think about. And that's not, we weren't allowed to sell bottles at the bar. We weren't allowed to sell bottles at the bar. Oh my God. It's just nonstop. Partying.
0: Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I, Crazy. Those sound amazing. Thirty thousand in a night like for your sales in a night. That's for my sales. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm like <laughs>
2: For the for the for the yeah. establishment, it's great.
0: For me, <laughs> I mean it was good money, but it wasn't thirty thousand, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I hope they pooled on that night. I hope you weren't gypped for any of that money. Um
1: No, yeah, it's good.
0: So, okay, you've had so many great stories. This is so fun. I obviously, I've done this with other hosts from HQ. I've asked the fans if they have any personal questions for you. I know I tagged you, so you already saw some of these on Twitter, but I did one last go around. Um, so I wanted to ask a couple of them to end this, if that's okay with you. So first and foremost, we love we love this question. What's your favorite ice cream flavor?
2: <laughs> Amanda asked, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, that's right. I saw that. Um, Huh? Okay, I'm. I would have to say this is very specific. haagen caramel cone, caramel cone. Nice. If you haven't had it, mm. you've got to try it. It's a caramel ice cream. It has chunks of chocolate covered. Um, cone cone, waffle cone in it hell yeah that sounds amazing I like when people are specific I'm
0: glad you weren't like cookies and cream Jared's beyond specific and I remember hearing him on a zoom at work and he was like turkey hill peanut butter ripple I'm like oh oh." (laughs) 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 anywho okay um so Jake obviously listens to your podcast he wanted to know are you living the damn dream are you living it
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am, I am, you know, I think it's like once you,, um, once you see uh, your life as an adventure rather than have set expectations it really can become a dream. Like it's when I think I get boxed into this idea of what I think it needs to look like. Mm-hmm. And I don't enjoy the experience because I'm trying so hard to get to this thing that I think I need to be successful or okay with myself or whatever that I I run into problems. And so when I can actually just kind of sit back and say, my life is so cool because no two days look like The same. And you know, sometimes that's scary, but most of the time it's really exciting. And like that's part of the reason I chose this as a career. So like I think right now I'm more in that mindset. So I it does feel like I'm living the damn dream. That's beautiful.
0: I like that. That's great advice for everyone too. And especially in a pandemic. I don't think anybody's two days are looking the same right now. So even though we're used to it as as like freelancers and, you know, people who chose this god awful career, I feel like that's that's a beautiful way to think about things. (laughs) I didn't mean that. I love our career. I love entertainment. I love what we do. (laughs) Um, Okay, I liked this. (laughs) Have you auditioned for NBC SNL? I have not, and I wish
2: you know. I I love, and they said, "If pe- not, why the hell not?" They they really okay. want. They they're rooting for you. <laughs> I love that. So thank you very much. Um, I have imposter syndrome when it comes to SNL. I feel like I don't know if I could do it, um, but <laughs> who knows? Like, let's let's set that free. Um, Sophia, stop it! Now she's scratching at my door. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like mom you've done enough podcasting for the day you already did one now you're doing another one this is too much podcasting <laughs> I think I think though like so this this happens all the time where people will be like oh my God, I read on deadline that this show is being redone or this is happening, like you should totally be this. <laughs> and while that is so lovely and thank you for thinking, A, I can do the role, for seeing me as that, like I love it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way, like it just doesn't work that way. Like I wish I had someone I could call and be like, yo, guys, get me an audition for SNL. Like yeah. <laughs> get, me, get me an audition for this. It is so difficult, like I can't tell you the last time I was sent – a TV or film audition and I have an agent and I have mm-hmm. not been sent in an audition in very many months. I hope very they're listening many to this months.
0: episode. Now they're going to send you, now you're going to get one tomorrow now that they're hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is very so, hard. And it's so hard to have to explain that to like family and friends at home. You know, you go to New York to become an actor and they're like, did you do SNL yet? And you're like, what? Like, hmm. <laughs> it's not like that. You have to, uh, we deal with all of that you know not just yeah. strangers it's like people you know too you have to be like i'm sorry i'm not on Grey's anatomy yet uh i didn't get the call yet to even audition
2: <laughs> law and order that's another one they're like you should do law and order like like get that out you should do that one episode of law and order i would i would 100% do that thank you so much yes right you just have to if reply like if you guys with, are like,
0: listening are you friends with the producer can you let then let them know you think i should do it like you know, people are also, do you get this too? They'll say like, you know who you should have on the podcast? And I'm like, they're like, Tiffany Haddish. And I'm like, I'd love to have her on. Like, do you know her? Like, pass the word on, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I appreciate whoever asked that. Thank you for your faith in my abilities. You know, I will work on getting that SNL audition. Yeah, keep us posted. Okay, I'll let you know if I ever get one.
0: Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just a sweet message. But Pumpkin Escobar—that's—I think his name is Mario. But he said she—you were his good luck charm. He never lost a game when you hosted. So that's very cute. Mm,
2: that's nice to be you. someone's good
0: luck charm. I love that. Um, I do too. Someone asked, we kind of answered this in the whole thing, but they said, how do you balance looking for work and auditions in the pandemic with the need to not die, which is very <laughs> literal? Uh.
2: <laughs> it's balance. It's balance. It's like, yeah, we did talk about it, but it's, it's just making space for yourself, I think, to like have down days and, and feel feelings. And when you're feeling productive, like lean into it. And when you're not lean into that, like just go with the flow as much as you can. At least that's what I've been doing. Um, sometimes it's less of an option. Like sometimes I have to work and do a show even when I'm really not feeling like it. Um, and I just get through it and I just know that like, okay, like this is where I'm at today. And then maybe my expectations aren't so high. Um, but yeah, I think it's just important to remember that we are living through like a really hard time. And I think sometimes we forget how mm-hmm. traumatic like and impactful this experience has actually been. Like I was creatively stifled I, for months. Like I was like, oh, I should be doing all of my creating now. I finally have time to make all the funny sketches. And I had zero ideas and it was so frustrating. And I just finally You're was alone. like- okay, I, I, what I feel like writing right now is more serious. And so I leaned into writing my pilot, which mm-hmm. I sent, I think I it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you gave me it. So like, you know, and, and more serious, something more serious.
0: Like to do that's very, I'm, I'm writing one right now and I'm like, I've, uh, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to just sit
2: down and force yourself to get that done. But also like, it's okay to like lay in bed and watch TV. Like mm-hmm. it, that's totally fine too.
0: Yeah, I need to hear that more often from friends who I know work really hard. Like I have trouble being like – I allow myself like after 10 p.m. or like 11 p.m. I'm like that's when I can like watch whatever I want or weekends. I take a weekend. But I won't turn the TV on all day because I'm like nope. Even if I'm bullshitting like fucking laying on the floor playing with my dog, I'm like –
2: but you got to do work or you got to work out or you got to do this. You got to do that. Yeah. It's hard. And and it's like, I shame myself and I feel guilty. Like I literally will like force myself to like get in bed and like read for a moment or like, I don't know. Yeah. Do something nice for myself and I can do it for like 20 minutes. And then I like, my heart starts like Mm -hmm. beating fast and I'm like, Okay, it's time to get up. Like you got to do something. Um so what I the other thing I guess that I can suggest that's really worked for me is I have what I call a rollover to-do list. So I have the things that are like really pressing that like I really have to do and then I have yeah. And then I have like the things that like are whatever. And so if I have a, a day where I'm like I know I should take it easy, I'll reach for a lesser item on there just so I Smart. can feel productive. Um, but it's not as like, you know, it doesn't drain my brain so much. Yeah. We're very, we're very similar in that way. Like I had taxes just
0: on my list. That's been on the list for <laughs> weeks now. And I'm like, one of these days it's, it's going to, I can cross off a T, you know, I've gotten some shit together, but that's so helpful. Um, yeah, that's a good tip. Very good tip. Yeah. And you, and we have to keep reminding ourselves like, you're not alone. Everybody's life was upended, you know? Nobody's life is what it was a year ago. Literally a year ago. So, the fact that you've found this balance and you've been able to make it work is beautiful, and I appreciate you sharing that for us. <laughs> Thank you. It's so nice. Don't cry. Don't cry because it's over. Oh my god, but it is over. This is so fun. We have to do this again or maybe we'll do another Instagram live again. We like our 1-year anniversary. Should.
2: Oh, my God. We actually should. I started an Instagram. I'm doing an Instagram live series or sh- thing once a week. I started with my HQ experience. I'll be doing what is my job this week because people apparently have no idea what it is. Nice. Um, and I I want to eventually bring some guests on and do some story time type stuff. So we'll definitely get you on for that. It'll be Love fun. Love it. That's so fun. Cool.
0: Sarah, tell everyone where can they find your podcast and you and your work and your show? You've got a lot. You to can plug. find
2: me across social media at Sarah Priebus and you can find my job, which is Sue by downloading the app. I don't know. I, it's going to be launching publicly soon or you can go ahead on over to my page. And I usually have some links there if you're looking for an invite link. It's a social media app that pays you to post essentially is what it is. Um, and then, of course, Living the Damn Dream is my podcast. And you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts cool amazing thank you so much for being here this was a dream to catch up
0: I love it the women of HQ thanks for having me we unite Yay. we unite um, and guys don't forget rate review subscribe love it follow us find our patreon.com slash unemployed podcast follow us on twitter unemployed podcast without the vowels unfortunately uh, and you know what uh, you can you you know where to find me Anna Roisman and find Ellen find Ellen today do that Do that for all of us. Uh, Go listen to the other episodes. That's it. I love you so much. Goodbye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout-out right here from me. Tons of love, and if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it, and it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed and, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout-out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steele, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.